I, I can't focus unless the gun is on the table. Nothing is normal or natural or everything is game. I'm gonna start a collection of puddings and coupons that can be redeemed for freaking fire miles. We have to get out of this building. They made soup out of my research department. See, this is the, the scene of the movie where you help me out. Smell you later, Poopsicle. Hello, and welcome to Adam versus Hubie versus Adam. This is, <laughs> you know, I, I could have fleshed that out a little bit more, uh-huh. but, you know, it's the Patreon. We're loose on here, Jeremy. We uh, we let it all hang out, don't we? Oh, yeah. No, this is where we li- really let our hair down, and we, you know, we take all the barrettes out of our hair, all of the hair ties, and mm-hmm. we just really... You know, it's like a L'Oreal commercial. We just kind of let the hair fly all around, all sexy, full of shine and sheen. Yeah, people, you might not hear that. You might hear like a, a faint hum during our podcast normally during the regular episodes. And that's because Jeremy and I record from separate beauty parlors where we're getting uh, perms done. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, and we're, <laughs> Which, and we're both maskless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, I don't know why we do that, by the way. It's becoming very expensive. But uh, my hair looks great. Always. I'm excited. Um, you know, we're talking, uh, this is the first Christmas movie we're doing, Jeremy, and it's not even a Christmas movie. I'm going to call it a holiday movie. Yep. Uh, we are talking Eight Crazy Nights. Yes, Eight Crazy Nights. The Adam, the, I, the uh, Wikipedia or IMD, yeah, I guess Wikipedia says it's the first full-length Adam Sandler uh, animated movie. Is there a second um, the secret, I think I thought I read he's in the uh, secret life of pets or something like that. Uh, no, that's I mean, even if he's, even if he voices a character in another movie, I, I would, I would still, he doesn't star in one. Right. Though. Yeah. I would still say it's not like, you know, Seinfeld's B movie or whatever, uh, right. where it's like, a he's starring in it or, you know, it's his movie, but this is, this is, wow. This is literally an Adam Sandler movie that is just animated. <laughs> yeah, and you know what, Jeremy? This movie's from 2002. You know what other movie's from 2002? Yeah, I do. We just talked about the it. The film we're talking about uh, <laughs> on Thursday, right? when you're listening to this, a little film called Resident Evil. Um, but yeah. So, Jeremy, we're going to talk all about Eight Crazy Nights, and uh, it's going to be a great time. And in the spirit of... You know, uh, in the theme of the film, we are going to spend eight nights recording this episode. Right. So, hopefully. Uh, I was hoping. Hope your schedule is clear. But Jeremy, before we dive in, I got to know, we haven't talked since Thanksgiving. Uh, what you been watching, my friend? Eric, I, I believe this is the first podcast I'll get a chance to talk about it, but I watched all of um, that... Oh shit! Of course, right, uh, right when I go to talk about it, um, I forget exactly what it's called. It's called. Uh, hold on, hold on. I'll find it. I'll find it. Uh, Eric, why don't you tell me what you've been watching first, and then I'll tell you what I've been watching. Oh, Jeremy, I did watch on Sunday. I watched a little football team called the Green Bay Packers. Just smother. The Chicago Bears. Uh, that was satisfying. Uh, uh-huh. You know, 
I watched um uh I watched Black Swan again, Jeremy. How was a movie that? that I have you seen it? I have. A movie only that once, I love. Only once though. I I had only seen it once as well. Had a great time. Thought it was a just an excellent movie. And um I don't know I maybe it was just the mood I was in. I got like or or the fact that I had just seen it before. Mm-hmm. And uh, I realized as I was watching it, I remembered a lot more than I thought I did. Right. I didn't. I didn't finish it. I didn't finish watching Black Swan again. Oh, um, why not? I don't know. I think I was just like in a weird mood or something. Mm. But I don't even remember how that movie ends. I literally <laughs> got up to like ten minutes before it was over, and I stopped <laughs> watching it. And I, it's uh, now that I think about it, it's kind of bizarre. I don't normally do that, but uh, yeah. So. Um, I don't know. How do you feel? I, I I feel like we haven't really talked Aronofsky very much. No, on and, uh, I would love what, to t- what you think about. He used to yeah. be one of my favorites. He used to be one of my all timers. That Aronofsky. Um, but I guess I I haven't really soured on him as of late. But I definitely have, um, forgotten about him. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I guess he hasn't come I, out with something since Mother, right? And I actually still haven't seen Mother. I like, I, I will watch everything he does. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I like about him is I it's just a complete grab bag. I'm like, I don't know if I'll like this or not. Right. Um, but if I like it, normally I really like it. I am also like, do you know Mother? Um, do you know about, like, how Mother is... A metaphor for something no what is it a metaphor for well i don't want to give any i i guess i should i i, I don't want to give anything away because it, it kind of i don't want to spoil is it anything. good is it cool well i will say the whole film is like there's something that i watched mother when it came out mm-hmm. and i really enjoyed it um i feel like some people it was kind of like a bit of a polarizing reaction but right. uh I really enjoyed it. I had a great time with it. Uh, but there's like, I guess, a like big sort of metaphor in the film, right? That I didn't get uh-huh. <laughs> uh, while I was watching it, uh-huh. and I felt like a complete idiot because all of the discourse afterwards was about how mother is like about this certain thing. Gotcha. And uh, I felt stupid that I was like watching the movie for face value, not realizing it was like. A whole thing. A statement. Right. Something. Yes. Yeah. That's really funny. Um, anyway, uh, Jeremy, did you think of what, yes. what it was that you watched? I watched the entire series, How To with John Wilson on HBO. Um, what is that? Okay. So, uh, Eric, are you familiar with Nathan For You? I am, yeah. Okay. Love are you, you're a fan? Mm-hmm. Uh, How To with John Wilson is a show produced by Nathan Fielder. And it's very, it's tonally very similar to uh, Nathan for you. Um, it is uh, about this guy John Wilson, who basically he takes his camera around New York City and he films things he thinks are interesting, and okay. uh, he narrates over them. And he's kind of a character in his own little show, but it's like, it's all very like, uh, like Nathan for you style comedy and. It's like delightful little 30-minute snippets uh, of New York 
city that you get to see uh, him basically uh, writing his little narrations over. Um, so like, you know, like uh, I would say it uses film language to its advantage in a way of like conveying certain ideas. Like, um, like he'll talk about like, popping a pimple for example and right at that moment he's showing you an image of uh uh a uh, like a big a big truck running over a jelly donut <laughs> like like just things he's caught on camera that are really interesting or funny or or weird and it's sort of hard to describe the show and like they even joke like i watched a bunch of interviews with nathan fielder and john wilson talking about the making of the show and then pitching it around and like it was really hard for them to even pitch the show because it was like it's kind of unlike anything i've ever seen but i would really recommend you watch it because i think it seems like something okay. you would love it's it's really like it's not very heavy it's 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 very it's kind of got that again like nathan for you very light uh, but very um you know, a lot of people like uh, in it are like just being crazy weirdos, and it's very fun. It, it's 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 got a really good heart to it, and uh, you know, I, I've I've been seeing a lot of buzz about the show, How to with John Wilson, and um, I think it's all warranted. I think the buzz is, is was warranted, and I hope it gets a second season, Eric, because um, I really appreciate the, its lo-fi quality. As somebody who just uh, did a double feature on um, the documentary uh, No Other Possibility by the band Negative Land and then the Todd Phillips documentary Hated about Gigi Allen, uh, they're both, those are both incredibly lo-fi uh, early 90s, late 80s documentaries. Um, I, I just love that aesthetic. It almost looks like it's those shot on a VHS tape, you know? And um, I feel like that kind of aesthetic is just not very popular anymore. You know, and like people like, so it's encouraging to see stuff like this that like really utilizes like lo-fi, like kind of like lo-fi quality images and tells like a really fun, compelling story. It's got a, like a, a punk rock vibe to it. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been watching. I'm, I'm in. I added it to my list. I mean, Nathan Fielder, I think, is just like my favorite uh, comedy person. Oh, great. Yeah. Now. So I, yeah, I'm sold. Uh I'll definitely, I'll definitely be watching that at some point. Definitely uh, after Jamie, after you watch it, you definitely got to check out that um, that making of interview because it's also like, of course, because it's Nathan Fielder. Even the making for making of is a bit within a bit, you know, like <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, yeah, perfect. Um, so let's see here. We're talking eight crazy nights, Jeremy, yes. and. Uh, you know, this is a uh, 2002 animated musical holiday comedy drama. <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> Directed by Seth Kearsley, who is the, uh, what else did he do? Zohan. Did, uh, oh, The Secret Life of Pets. That's where, uh, okay, he was in the art department. So he's an art department guy. He's directed... Did he direct Zohan? I don't know. I thought he did. For some now, I'm now that I'm looking at his IMDb, I'm, I feel like maybe I looked up the director of Big Daddy instead. <laughs> yeah, he's directed a lot. He's directed the Dilbert the Dilbert series Ugh. and Mummies Alive and Where's wow. Waldo the series. Okay, all sorts of animated stuff. Yeah, animated. Okay, gotcha. Um. So yeah. Uh. Produced, co-written, and starring Sandler in his first voice acting role. Uh, so when is this in relation to Punch Drunk? I can't remember when Punch Drunk came out. Punch Drunk came out the year before. Okay. Yeah. 
cool. or maybe it came also came out this year but i i know that it um yeah it came out also this year uh but it was shot punishment was shot pre 9-11 they talk about that in an interview paul thomas anderson talks about what it was like running through an airport pre 9-11 but yeah, so both both um, this and so it would have been this would have been a I don't know if a big year for Sandler because I don't think this film did particularly well and Punch Drunk it didn't do particularly well either. Yeah, this film only made twenty three million in the box office, so it actually was a lighter year for Adam Sandler, even though he had two films in the theaters come out. <laughs> I remember the marketing for this movie Same. pretty well, um, and Punch Drunk. Yeah, it's kind of a big year for Sandler, I guess, doing some different uh, some different things here. Yeah, for him personally, uh, yeah. Alan Covert. Uh, so there's a few uh, writers credited uh, on here. Hell yeah, Alan, Alan Covert. Covert. Yeah. Uh, who else? I just lost it. Uh, Do Brooks you know Arthur, Alan Covert? Brad Isaacs. Yeah, he's in uh, Grandma's Boy, and right, uh, right. He's one of the. He's in the Happy Madison films. Some of them. Yes. Um. Yeah, he's great. Funny guy. Uh, yeah, so a little bit of uh, wacky trivia, Jeremy, about Eight Crazy Nights. And, of course, I exited out of it. So uh, Davy, Sandler's character, is based on a picture of him when he was 19. Uh, his parents are voiced by Sandler's parents, Stan and Judith. This is Stan's only film appearance. He died in 2003, and his memory was dedicated in another Adam Sandler film, 50 First Dates. Mm -hmm. Touching. Um, Many animation fans have noted the design style of the characters in the film uh, is similar to the design style of characters in The Iron Giant. Jeremy, did you pick up on that? I thought it looked very familiar to me, um, but I... I didn't necessarily place it as specifically Iron Giant, but Iron Giant's one of those like uh, beloved animated films. Yeah, I kind of I'm curious to go back and watch watch that. Yeah, I, I don't like interma- uh, animations always hit or miss for me, but I, I do like this style a lot. I, I actually I find it very easy to look at. Yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah. Um, the original title was Whitey and Davy. <laughs> it's definitely not as good of a title. Uh, we talked about it. Sandler's first feature length, full length animated film. Um, I was wrong about before, uh, his, his other animated film was Hotel Transylvania. Oh, not super okay. So, so he was in that. All right. Great. Um, originally Sony did not want to participate in the animation game with the expense and risks involved, but Columbia chief Amy Pascal greenlit this movie anyway, uh, on a personal pitch from Sandler. Um, yeah, so I guess, I don't know. There's not like a ton of interesting trivia for the, for, for this movie. I, I, I'm more curious to like know what you think of this movie and we'll go through the plot. Um, and kind of talk about our thoughts more afterwards. But for me, this movie is like, uh, I believe it's PG-13, right? Yes, Double I think so. Checking. Yeah. Yes. For me, this movie is two things. I, I would love an R-rated Adam Sandler comedy, ah, animated comedy. Sure, yeah, I can see that. But, for th- but I also would love... Like just a full-on family-friendly G-rated Sandler comedy film 
animated. And I think that that's what this should be. Like, I there's some, like, funny kind of, like, you know, naughty humor in this movie that I appreciate. But there's, like, a lot of fart jokes and stuff and things where... I don't know. This movie just seems to... It has the vibe to me of, like, a family movie or something. Like, something that kids can watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I kind of wish that they had just committed to that. Like, I, I kind of wish that it was... That it was because it is cool that it's you know uh sort of like a a, a Hanukkah um you know holiday movie we, there aren't many of those i don't know if i can even think of another one off the top of my head and uh i don't know part of me wishes that this was uh was just like a full on kids movie cuz like the songs and stuff and it it just has that vibe i don't know if that if you feel a similar way, but, uh, yeah, no, yeah. I think it's interesting. You're putting it in a way that is like, um, that is definitely, definitely interesting. Definitely. is didn't something I, th- I, I didn't really give too much thought to, but I, I agree that like the film didn't do well. And I think it didn't do well for like the reason I think you're hovering over the reason why it didn't do well. Cause I think, it, I think there is like a little bit of like, it doesn't pick a lane. Like it wants to be raunchy, right. but it's, but it also wants to have a lot of heart. And if we think about it, that really is all Adam Sandler movies, right? Like all of them are this are tonally just like this in when they're, when they're uh, like feature live action movies where they're like, I just watched big daddy recently <laughs> and, uh, Same. and did you really? Yeah. yeah, dude, I watched it and it was great, right? But it's this it's like it's like very raunchy and dirty and full of a lot of uh, you know, piss and vinegar, but it's also ha- really sweet and down to earth and has a lot of heart to it. And I think that that's what this they were trying to capture that vibe in an animated film, and I think it just may not work as well. I do however think that I might have liked this film a lot more than you did. Just judging from I like, definitely how you're saying no i really like i really i like this movie i just wait i just think it would be more successful if it just was uh like a g-rated or even a pg-rated like family comedy movie because yeah i don't know to me like that the raunchier stuff is like not even really (laughs) like my favorite part of the movie yeah i um, well there's 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 something about the way i'll tell you kind of as a little a little bit of what I sort of my problems with the movie is kind of like how mean the movie can be towards like Whitey, for example, like, like, uh, mm-hmm. like, like Whitey fault, like already cleaning toilets for a dollar is particularly cruel. And then, um, when Adam Sandler pushes him down a hill in the Porter potty and he gets shit all over him, that's really cruel. Like it's just sort of mean, to whitey and like that's the part of the movies i i think that i really kind of like didn't understand was like wow this is like really mean and uh but like i thought like a lot of the jokes were really funny in it and um i i guess i don't want to see a g-rated version of this i think if i was going to go with what you're kind of saying i think i'd rather go full r-rated i'd rather go like Mm. lean more into like South Park, the movie, some, something like that, where it's like, there's like cuss, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, there's, it's like a, it's like an adult animated movie, um, fully, but I get, but I think that you're right. Like it doesn't really pick a lane. It kind of wants to be both at the same time and it doesn't exactly pull it off. (laughs) 
Um, but that being said, this is like probably my fourth time or fifth time seeing this movie. Oh, this is my second um, time seeing it. I saw it. So I, like I saw it. it in theaters originally. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I was wondering if it got a theatrical run. I couldn't remember. Yeah, it did. And I saw it in theaters and I remember not liking it that much when I saw it, but I liked it a lot more this time. Yeah, I remember it being on TV. A few of those viewings where it was like it was on TV when I was hanging out with family or mm-hmm. whatever um, around the holidays. But uh, Jeremy, let's dive into this dang plot. Yes. Uh, small fictional town of Dukesbury, New Hampshire. Uh, Davy Stone is a 33-year-old Jewish alcoholic troublemaker with a long criminal record <laughs> whose antics have long earned him the community's animosity. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's arrested for refusing to pay his bill at Mr. Chang's Chinese restaurant, mm-hmm. attempting to evade arrest. Uh, Davy, uh, Davy's song, stealing a snowmobile and destroying festive ice sculptures in the process. Uh, yeah, I guess he sings Davey's... a song in the beginning. Of that. That's what Davy's song is. Yes. Which uh, is, by the way, the worst song in the movie. Like, yeah, it's not the best. When this song started, I was like, oh, no. It's going to be this. <laughs> like, I thought it was going to be just crap the whole. And But the, the songs actually get a lot better as the movie goes on. But this song was like so. It didn't even. It sounded terrible to me. Um, at Davies' trial, Whitey Duvall, a 70 year old volunteer referee from Davies' former basketball league, intervenes. Uh, at Whitey's suggestion, the judge sentences Davy to community service as a referee in training for Whitey's Youth Basketball League. Hmm. Under the terms of the community service, if Davy commits a crime before his sentence is completed, he will serve 10 years in prison. <laughs> uh, yeah. Very. I love White. Whitey's like one of my favorite Happy Madison characters. Yeah. He's great. Whitey's so great. Um,. The narrator is Rob Schneider. The, also, the guy who works at the Chinese food place is Rob Schneider. Um, okay. I, I was like immediate, like I was like immediately put off by Rob Schneider playing that character. But then apparently, Jackie, uh, my girlfriend, described to me that uh, Rob Schneider is actually um, half uh, Filipino. So huh. they call it code switching, I guess, and that's like the idea of he, he he's basically allowed to do that interpretation of a Asian man. <laughs> okay. I was, uh, yeah, I was kind of like, uh, I don't know, but I don't know how I should feel. I was also this. in a similar, uh, I had a similar vibe, but like, it's a thing on TikTok They talk about a lot, which is like code switching where you're like, if you're, if you're part of the, if you belong to the racial group that, you know, you are portraying, you're allowed to do whatever you want, you know, for the sake of humor otherwise. And, it was cool to hear that Rob Schneider actually is Filipino. I was like, oh, wow, okay, great. So that 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 informs a lot more of Rob Schneider's career where he makes a lot of <laughs> racially ambiguous choices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the next day, Davey's first game ends in disaster after Davey causes disruptions and torments an obese player for his gynecomastia. Yeah, he's mean. Uh, yeah, this part's kind of mean. Uh Whitey suffers a grand mall seizure, and the game is abruptly halted. Davy forfeiting it to the opposing team for the sole purpose of making said obese player cry. So <laughs> that's just when you have like breasts, large breasts. 
um, okay. breast tissue. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, and then right. like yeah, they're actually extra cruel to this kid later on in the film. There's a there's a quick joke that I feel like is in really poor taste, um, yeah. but uh, but yeah, like this is the whole movie kind of does have this a little bit of a bully frat bro vibe, like like a like Sandler's comedy off you know can and some sometimes feel a little you know a little broy a little fratty but uh but yeah i mean it's 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 only the it's only a couple of jokes that i really bounced off of but did you know that this girl uh jennifer friedman is is adam sandler's wife no in real life yeah that's nice yeah she's played by uh jackie sandler (laughs) interesting yeah um, attempting to calm Davy down, Whitey takes him to the mall where they meet Davy's childhood friend, Jennifer Friedman, uh, and her son, Benjamin. Jennifer is now a divorced single mother, having moved back to her hometown and running a Dunkin' Donuts coffee shop in the mall after her former husband had cheated on her with another woman from an online dating site. It's funny that, like, that's sort of, like, the specific of the joke is, like, he met her on a. He met the woman on an online dating site. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because like this is like around that time where it's like, oh, haha, that's funny, right? But now it's like, yeah, everyone meets everyone on online dating. Totally. Sites. There's a lot of stuff like that in this film where they mention things like malls. Like the mall plays a really big part in this film, or else, or the radio, <laughs> and it's yeah. just like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> And the whole time I was like, why isn't anyone wearing a mask in here? Yeah, exactly. Dude, isn't that true? Like a lot of things I watch lately, I'm like, why are they not wearing? Oh, I do actually. Yeah. Have <laughs> I do have that sometimes. Anyway, Whitey reminds Davy that he lost his chance with Jennifer 20 years earlier, but Davy secretly still has feelings for her. Uh, as time progresses, Davy and Whitey's relationship becomes more strained, especially after Whitey threatens Davy that he will notify the judge when Davy shoplifts a box of assorted chocolates from C's Candies. Love all the product placement in here, by the way. I know, I including it. KB Toys. Yes. <laughs> which hasn't been in business for decades. Uh, despite letting him off the hook, Whitey keeps to his word and vows to tell the judge if Davy commits another crime. Whitey's various attempts to encourage Davy are met with humiliation and assault, uh, including Davy knocking Whitey into a porta potty, then spraying him with a hose when he climbs out, causing him to be frozen in defecation for several hours before a group of grazing deers lick him out. Um, yeah, this yeah. is like the meanest it gets, I think, for Whitey, which is like pretty bad (laughs) yeah 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 not great like not it's just like i mean i guess it's it's not like i think meanness isn't funny i do i think you can be mean in in comedies that's that's fine i just it's just not that funny i guess is my my thing with it it's like this was not the parts i was laughing the most at whitey just being whitey is funny enough for me like I like Whitey yeah. just being uh, walking around doing his thing. Like that's that's funny. <laughs> like, uh, in fact, Whitey is very funny, and and his sister. It's his sister, right? The the other the the woman Adam Sandler plays. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's also very funny. Uh, that character is also uh, Eleanor. I think is uh, very funny. The only person who in this movie who's not that funny is Davy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. He's he's just like not like he's just not likable right. at all. He's just like a he's like a yeah. punk. He's like a little asshole. Um, uh, later, Davy bonds with Benjamin while playing uh, basketball at the community center with two other men. But then the game stops when Davy lets Benjamin cuss at the guys who had lost <laughs> to them, leading Jennifer to reprimand Benjamin for swearing and scolds Davy for his actions, telling him that she doesn't need her son ending up like him. When Davy gets home, uh, the song long ago plays. Uh, his trailer is being burned down by one of the men who lost the basketball match to him and was forced to chew on a jockstrap mm-hmm. uh-huh uh davy runs into the burning trailer to rescue his hanukkah card from his uh late parents then watches the trailer burn down whitey opens his home to davy who reluctantly accepts also living there is whitey's diabetic fraternal twin sister eleanor right uh the duval household has many complex rules to which whitey refuses as technical fouls this is my favorite song oh it's so good yeah it's great uh, Davy seemingly overcomes them and starts to turn his life around. Yeah. That's a technical foul. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, uh, Duval as an, as just a, uh, a surname, awful lot like Dubois, if you ask me. Oh, there we go. Or Boucher. Um, but, or, uh, Nikki. uh but davy's progress oh by the way we gotta mention it we got a david lynch show coming out at least he's gonna be filming one in 2021 you heard about this right what are you talking about there's like nothing i believe it's a netflix show um the all that is known right now at least all that i know of is a netflix show david lynch they're filming it in 2021 and the working title is called Wisteria, which is a term. Which is a term. Uh, so it's like a floral term. It's, a, it's something that has to do with flowers, I think. But wow, yeah, it's this mysterious show that David Lynch is going to be doing. Oh, thank God, man! I, you know, I was really thinking we weren't going to get another David Lynch thing. I just know. I know. Yeah, I know. This... He smokes like a chimney, and he's very yeah. old. <laughs> Yeah, this could be uh, the last David Lynch we get. Oof, so I'm, um, yeah. Also, Scorsese, yeah. you know, someone I like a little less than Lynch, but I still like very much, is filming something too right now, which is almost like, come on, man, crank him out, crank him out fast as you can. Oh, You're yeah. going to be gone soon. <laughs> um, but Davy's progress in reforming stops uh, short when Whitey recalls what happened two decades ago. En route to one of Davy's basketball games, his parents were killed in a car accident when a truck skidded on black ice and swerved into them. And uh, Davy learned of their deaths when the police showed up at the end of the, his game to inform him of the tragedy. Yeah, this does get like super sad. Yeah, it's very sad. That's what I'm saying is like this stuff like kind of it just like doesn't mix well with me with like some of the like definitely not the like him tipping whitey over in a porta potty and like that kind of 
humor. You're right. It's know. at odds with the cartoony nature of of it. Of it, like like I I, yeah. I do understand that from a Christmas special perspective. Like a lot of Christmas stuff right. is steeped in like sadness, but then like the holiday magic kind of brings you out of it. And this film does have that. But you're right. Like it like doesn't really mix well with like a bunch of deers making a pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is funny. Which is very funny, funny, yeah. Uh devastating by the devastated by the loss of his loving parents and leaping from foster home to foster home, Davy spent the next twenty years numbing his pain with alcohol and petty crime. And a result he as a result he ostracized himself away from Jennifer and his other friends. Uncomfortable with his reminder of his tragic, painful childhood, Davy loses his temper and insults both Whitey and Eleanor, which results in Whitey kicking Davy out of his home, much to his relief. Uh, Davy spends the rest of the day binge drinking, uh, and that night he breaks into the mall. Uh, he imagines the logos of various stores coming to life and confronting him about his inability to grieve for his parents. It's kind of a funny sentence, uh, mm-hmm. which they identify as the source of his alcoholism, alcoholism intervention song. Uh, he finally opens his parents' Hanukkah card, which contains a heartfelt message praising him for being a good son. And two photos, one of a young Davy and Jennifer at one of their basketball games and one with his late parents. Davy finally cries and comes to terms with his loss. Uh, just then the police arrive to arrest him. He escapes, boards a bus to NYC. The bus is forced to stop when a single thumbtack <laughs> punctures all eight tires. Uh, reminded of the miracle of Hanukkah, Davy walks off the bus, intending to find Whitey and make amends with him. So, uh, yeah, Davy finds Whitey at the All-Star Banquet an annual town celebration in which one member of the community is recognized for positive contributions to Dukesbury with a Dukesbury all-star patch, which Whitey has wanted for 35 years. Yeah, this is really good. Uh, when Whitey is passed, and who do we, we get John Lovitz. John Lovitz no, and, we, and Kevin, Kevin Nealon is the mayor. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, when Whitey is passed over... For seemingly the final time, he decides to move to Florida and live the rest of his life in anonymity, feeling like he's no longer wanted. Uh, risking arrest, Davy enters the hall and sings Whitey's many selfless contributions to Dukesbury throughout his life, causing the township uh, town people to realize the error of their ways. The Bum Diddy song. Yes. Uh, I kind of like this song, too. Um, I love Davey it. I love it. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. And also the way they're all like dancing around to it and stuff. It's, it's silly. Um, Davy leads them to Whitey, who has gone to the mall with Eleanor to speak to it one more time. The townspeople thank Whitey for his service over the years. And the mayor officially grants him the patch award. All 34 pre- uh, previous recipients of the award give theirs to Whitey. Davy and Jennifer reconcile, and Whitey goes into a seizure, which he calls the happiest seizure of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, what the hell were you thinking when you watched this movie? Um, 
I loved it, actually. I had a great time watching it. I thought it was very funny, and it thought it, uh, it was like funnier than I remember it being, and I just... Yeah, I had a great time. I I will probably end up watching this again and again as the years go on. Man, it, Adam Sandler, what a... Between last year and this year, he's, I feel like he's just like come into my life as like this uh, breath of fresh air that has been there all along. Like, I feel like... like almost like kind of weird that i wrote him off for so long but then now i feel like like uh almost like it couldn't have been any other way like in order for me to discover rediscover how funny and cool i think adam sandler is i kind of had to leave him for a while and i feel like now I'm, I'm watching a lot of these films with fresh eyes and just seeing how great he is you know um like as whitey and eleanor he is amazing and i do think like the, sh- the movie is genuinely funny and it's cool to see his like cast of cameo characters in animation because it again this this the humor of this and the timing of the jokes all feel like very adam sandler movie-ish like when you first meet adam Lo- uh sorry john lovitz and then in the song he's like uh don't you ever wonder if he wipes with the wrong hand and john lovitz goes I have. <laughs> and it's just like so funny. It's like, yeah, it's just good. It's just great. I, I, I really do love it. Um, uh, but yeah, that's, that, that, that's my take is that I, I think it, I'm, I'm glad we watched this. Uh, what about you? I, I like this movie a lot. I'm definitely, uh, I'm a fan of this movie. You know, I mean, I don't, like uh, I think some of my criticism is just sort of like I feel like I like if I have even a slight criticism or or whatever like I'll just vocalize it on this podcast but I think the movie is great as is too I mean I think it's fine I would be interested to hear uh someone of the, uh, the Jewish faith's uh uh interpretation or or sort of how they feel about this this film I did uh uh, uh, stumble on an article in my research uh, that th- was titled something like uh, "We Deserve a Better Hanukkah Movie Than Eight Crazy Nights" or something like that. Um, huh. So I don't know. I I, I mean I, I I don't know any much about Hanukkah or anything like that. I just saw this as like a fun um, holiday film, and uh, I don't know. I like the sort of sort of the message of it. I like the the sentiment. Uh, it's touching when Whitey you know, gets the, gets those awards and, and, you know, um, I, I guess I, I, it could have been funnier if, uh, Davey would just like was less mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. He... Or like more cartoonishly mean, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, almost like, like, like how Kenny, like Kenny Powers is like the meanest character ever, but he's also like one of the funniest. Yeah. Like, he can definitely do mean and funny. Yeah, I uh, agree. It, he's, yeah, yeah. I, I it's weird, right? Because again, like I, I, I definitely don't want to advocate like mean isn't funny, and it's and it's you shouldn't be mean. I feel like there's a lot of that in comedy right now, where where comedians and people writing comedy are afraid to actually be mean in comedy for fear that it's not gonna that's gonna rub people the wrong way i do think it's funny and meanness can be funny and it's and like having an edge or bite to your comedy is funny and i do think the idea of shitting on a character who's very sweet is funny like inherently yeah but i but it, again 
Um, it's just the jokes aren't funny. Like the joke of him getting covered in poop is just like, yes, it is mean, but it's only just mean. It's not also like hilarious. Like Kenny Powers is very mean, but also I'm I'm rolling laughing at everything Kenny Powers is yeah. doing. And usually the joke is on Kenny Powers. It doesn't feel like the joke is on Davey for a lot of the a lot of this movie. Like uh, it feels like the joke is actually on Whitey, which is mm. it's kind of hard to stomach because you love Whitey. So it's like like you know how you know how Kenny Powers is like very mean, but also like, you know, it's it's he's also expressing a lot of vulnerability and like you're he's showing his whole ass when he's being super mean to characters. Like yeah. he's showing how yeah. incompetent and impotent he is. So it's it's yeah. But I uh so I I definitely agree with that, but I I do still think here's my thing though about this even being a Hanukkah movie is that it, it feels actually more like a Christmas movie than a Hanukkah movie. If that makes sense. Like I don't even get really how this is about Hanukkah. <laughs> yeah. Me neither. Really? Besides, I mean, besides the, yeah, I don't know. Besides the specifics being Hanukkah, I guess, instead of Christmas, uh, and it being called eight crazy nights. Um, but I agree. If someone out there from the Jewish faith is saying like, we deserve a Hanukkah movie that's better than eight crazy nights. I agree with them. Like they should have, there should be lots of Hanukkah movies out there. Uh, it's a, it's a shame that there isn't, um, more, more, more good examples and more, uh, hilarious Hanukkah comedies and stuff. Um, and I think that about every religion who, who celebrates a different kind of Christmas than we do. Sure. Um, I, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward, to, you know, Jeremy, I'm looking forward to watching some more Christmas movies. Um I think uh I think you're a good one to talk about is is going to be Brian's suggestion. Uh uh-huh. what's it called? Uh, let me find the title of it. Exports Christmas movie or um it's something exports. Rare exports, Jeremy. Mm. You can watch it over for free on Tubi. It's on um Amazon. Uh, and is there anything that you want to watch this month, Jeremy? Oh. Any, any Christmas films that old Jeremy? That's such a good to check out. Um, well, uh, let's let's see here. Um, I wouldn't mind watching. Uh-huh. How I mean, well, how are you with the? Uh, Oh man, there's so many great. There's so many great. There's so many great uh, ones we could watch. One movie I'm interested in watching is called The Lodge, <laughs> which is a pretty, which is a like a modern kind of horror film done by two of my favorite directors. Uh, that is. Oh, dude! I remember. Uh, I think I've said on this very podcast that I'm interested in watching this movie. Yeah, we should definitely really watch The Lodge. Then, if, if that's the case, um, I also. Uh, maybe the ginger dead man. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> is another fun one we could watch. Uh, also, if we wanted to go just like an actual a film that like is like kind of popular in my house that um we uh we watch every year that I think is I just I love to death is uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay, we could do that too. Yeah, Muppet Christmas yeah. Carol I think is an excellent movie. I think there's a lot to talk about there. Uh, very fun. Uh, we've never covered a Muppet movie on this podcast, so why not? Yeah, I think that's a good call. I think I think we'll do we'll do one two of those three uh, in the coming uh, weeks. 
But next week we'll do we'll do rare exports, and then uh, Jeremy. I'm so glad it's Christmas. Me too. We Merry this. Christmas, uh, Mr. Couple. Um, what do you? Uh, what'd you ask Santa for, by the way? This year? Yeah. I uh, a vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! I should have thought of what that. What did you ask him for? PS Five. <laughs> Well, you see, I would ask him for that instead of a vaccine, but I already got a PS5. So, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I already have a vaccine. Okay, great. So, yeah, <laughs> make sure you hold on to it and use it immediately <laughs> yeah. and don't give it to anyone else. <laughs> yeah. What if I just like stumbled, like I accidentally poured like, uh, like orange crush into <laughs> a bowl of cocoa pebbles <laughs> and then somehow realized that it was a vaccine? Or I thought somehow you were going to like stumble onto a suitcase that had the only vaccine in it, like in blank check, and then you're just going to spend it all on yourself. Yeah, I just take all of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, perfect. All right. Jeremy, great talking with you. Um, and I would like to end this podcast episode with a very nice Merry Christmas. <laughs> Well, that's what I came up with. Wow.